Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Oh, I can't find it. I, oh. Oh, golly, golly. Sometimes I, I can't wait until I'm old enough to retire so I don't have to set an alarm and I can just sleep as long as I want to. Oh, retire? Yeah. What are we going to live on then? Oh, well, it's very simple. We'll be just like all those beautiful people you see in advertisements who seem to just go to Florida and live like kings on $200 a month. Mm-hmm. That'll be the day. Yeah. Well, come on. Get up. Yeah, yeah, I gotta face it. Well, there's only one way to do it, and that is to just just leap right out of bed, huh? <laughs> For heaven's sake, what's the matter? What's the matter? What is it? Did you turn your ankle? What happened? No, 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 no. I, I, I stepped on something. Stepped on what? What's the matter? Oh, good morning, Aunt Effie. I don't know. Oh, my God. What happened? I don't know. He just keeps hopping around on one foot. I stepped on, 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 on some glass. Oh, oh my God. Glass? Yes, yes, I'm broken. Why, that couldn't be any broken glass by the bed. What are you talking about? All right, look, 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 look at my foot. Oh, my goodness, look at that. He's bleeding. How could there be any broken glass by the bed? Look at my foot, will you? I'm not making it up. I know. Why, there is something down. What is it? Oh, dear, I haven't got my glasses on. I can't see, but they look like little Christmas tree ornaments. Oh, no. How could they be Christmas tree ornaments in May? Christmas tree Besides, ornaments? Besides, they're in the attic, and I'd spring yeah. must clean this room. I don't know what, what they are, but for Pete, they get something, oh. will you, for my foot? The words multiple sclerosis are just words to many people. The disease is one people never tend to hear of until someone close to them is stricken. But more young adults are affected by this chronic ailment than by any other disease of the central nervous system. Striking most frequently between the ages of 20 and 40, it is characteristically a progressive crippler. More than half a million victims attest to the fact that much more must be learned about MS before hope for a cure can become reality. Each year at this time, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society asks public funds to further the fight against multiple sclerosis. Diagnostic and treatment clinics, research centers, patient aid, professional and public education, all these goals are embodied in their program. A check to the 1959 MS Hope Chest will give new hope to those who wait and suffer. Send it to your local Multiple Sclerosis Society or simply to MS, care of your local postmaster. That's all the address needed, MS, care of your local postmaster. Breakfast? Did you put hers? Certainly it hurts. I think I'm going to have to stop at the doctor's and have him take a look at it. Oh, now, Betsy went off to school without her lunch money. Oh, no, no, no. Isn't this, isn't this Wednesday? 
Yes, tomorrow's lunch, Monday, oh. day, Thursday. Oh, Thursday, yeah, that's Thursday, right. Here's your toast. Yeah, thank you. Let me look at those things again. What things? The ones I stepped on that I didn't break. Oh, here they are. I can't mm-hmm. imagine what they are. Well, I'll tell you what they look like to me. Grapes. Yes. Oh. By golly, artificial mm-hmm. grapes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do, but we don't have any artificial fruit around here. Well, by golly, that's what they are. You're right, you're mm-hmm. right, Aunt Effie. Well, they don't have any. If we did, why would they be upstairs by our bed? I haven't the faintest idea, but I'll bet I'm the only person in the world who has ever been stabbed by a grape. <laughs> huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I know it isn't funny. <laughs> Oh, I forgot you were coming over. Oh, well, my goodness. Good morning. Oh, Hello. Eleanor. I thought I might as well come early so I could get back and start my spring house cleaning. Eleanor oh. left her purse over here yesterday at Bridge Club. I'll get it, Eleanor. It's right here in the front hall. Well, I must say it's a beautiful day for house cleaning. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you today? I'm miserable, thank you. <laughs> you look at what's the matter. I was wounded by a grape. By a what? By a grape. Oh, come on now. What do you mean, a grape? A grape. I saw this purse right after you girls all rushed out, and I thought, well, somebody will be calling. I know. <laughs> I didn't miss it until I got home. Well, you're not the only one else who left her cigarette lighter. Somebody else left a very lovely handkerchief. <laughs> Boy, you women, you always leave something wherever you go. Well, especially at Bridge Club. We get so busy playing bridge, then somebody says, do you know what time it is? Oh, I <laughs> Then everybody makes a dash for the door. <laughs> and 12 husbands are waiting at home for dinner. Here, Alan, have a cup of coffee. Oh, no, no, thanks. I, I really can't stay. Of course. Oh, well. Well, all right. <laughs> oh, Bobby's awake. Oh, Bobby. Oh, get in, dear. You finish your coffee. Oh, tell Eleanor about selling the whole settle to Mr. Houston. Oh, yes. Well, tell yes. her about that later. Look, will you, after I'm gone, honey. Look, uh, now, look, Eleanor, look at this, will you? Just what does that look like to you? Oh, goodness. Hmm? I don't know. A marble? No, 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 not a marble. It's, it's breakable. I don't know. I stepped on a whole bunch of them when I leaped out of bed this morning and oh, cut my dear, foot. Yes. No, I mean, d- doesn't that look like an artificial grape? Yes, it hmm? does. Yeah. I've never, yeah. and I'm yeah. sure I don't know where it came from. I've never had anything like that around the house. We have never had a bowl of artificial fruit. It looks more like something that's used for trimming things, you know, like a hat. Well, I've never had any hats with grapes. I mean, I just... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. I knew you'd remember you had something. No, no, Bye, not me. The girls left their hats and coats upstairs in our bedroom yesterday, and somebody was wearing a hat with grapes on it. Who was it? I remember when she walked in, I thought how silly it looked. Must have been Vivian. She always wears ridiculous hats. Yes, yes, it was. I remember it was Vivian. I'm surprised she took her hat off. She usually sits around all afternoon playing bridge with her hat on, which <laughs> looks so silly. Well, how could the grapes have fallen off without her noticing it? It seems to me that's about all there was to a hat. Looked like a little black wicker saucepan with grapes hanging down one <laughs> side, didn't it? Well, maybe the grapes didn't fall off. <laughs> oh, what do you mean, dear? Well, we've got a dog around here, and I recall Brownie, one time that... Brownie was outside all afternoon, <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> I, I know that. I put the dog outside my dog. Oh, Daddy. Well, I wonder where our boy was yesterday afternoon, then. My Bobby isn't strong enough yet to pull things off a hat. What's all this? Hello. Hello there, Bobby. My, how he's growing. <laughs> Frankly, I think you'd better look upstairs and see if you can find the rest of the hat. Mommy, sir, why would Vivian go home without her hat? Well, it seems to me several of the girls went home without things that, as they rushed off. It's possible that not seeing the hat on the bed, she forgot she'd worn it. Oh, my heavens. Oh, no. 
on Vivian of all people. Come in, come in. I hope you don't mind my just dropping in like this, Vivian. Not at all. Come in, sit down. Thank you. I won't keep you. I see you're all dressed up. You're going out to lunch? Oh, no, no, I'm not dressed up. You mean you always look like this at 10 o'clock in the morning? Oh, well, I've got my housework pretty well organized. I like to be through by 9 o'clock in the morning. Well, how do you manage that? Oh, I have my family regulated. We're all up by 6.30. They have to make their own beds, straighten their rooms. Breakfast is over and dishes done by 7.30. Then the twins have half an hour to vacuum and dust downstairs. Billy empties wastebaskets and sweeps the kitchen. And by the time Harold is off to work and the children are off to school, it's 8.30 and I have some time for myself. But the twins are only eight years old, aren't they, Vivian? Oh, but I believe in early discipline, and I don't believe in a wife just being a slave to housework and her family. Well, I must say it's wonderful to be so well-regulated. I don't allow any dawdling or any arguments. I do like things organized. It's really the only way. Yes, I guess so, Vivian. I, I try to organize, heaven knows, but I'm afraid some minor emergencies or catastrophes arise which sort of... Interfere with having a well-regulated household like this morning. I Well, as I told you on the phone, I found your hat. Well, we all rushed off so. Yes, I... Of course, I, I can't understand why I forgot I wore one. It's not like me. Well, you probably forgot it because you didn't see it. I'm afraid it was under the bed and... Well, this is what's left of it. Oh, oh, dear. I know, I'm... So sorry, Vivian. We, we don't know whether it was the baby or the dog, and I can't tell you how awful I feel about it, but I came over at once to, to write you out a check for it, Vivian. No, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid it is beyond repair. Oh, it is. I know. I'm, and I insist on paying for it, so don't, don't argue with well, me. Well, I, I really don't feel right having you pay for it. Vivian, I... please. Now, no argument. How much was it? Well, I, I, how I, much? Uh... Please tell me. I feel terrible enough. Now, I insist on paying. It's the least I can do. How much? Well, uh, $35. Oh, yes, it is an original. I got it at Jean-Francois. And, of course, I can have him make me another exactly like it. So, please, don't give it another thought. Oh, oh no, I won't. I feel much better. Yes, I'll, I'll just make you out the check, Vivian. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. You know, when it's important to remain indoors during local disturbances, your radio station keeps you informed as to your safest course of action or inaction. During emergencies of national interest, your station's network fulfills the same function nationally. Together, the network local broadcast team serving you when you're tuned to a station affiliated with CBS Radio is your top combination for vital information fast, in fair weather or in foul. Radios and a few strategic points about the house make it possible for the community, nation, and world to follow you about your tasks. A radio in your car makes it possible for you to take your community, nation, and world riding with you. A portable extends the line even further. And when you're tuned to a station affiliated with CBS Radio, you're not only getting the best local product on the air, you're also keeping up with the entertainment, news, and public affairs that deliver all you want and ought to hear. CBS Radio and its affiliated stations invite your continued interest and pledge to deserve it. 
don't believe it. You're joking. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I thought of it all day, and it makes me just sick. Oh. I can't afford to buy myself $35 hats, but there I sat, making out a check to Vivian. I, I cannot believe that, that that handful of black string with a Lace. bunch of silly grapes on it cost any $35. It was an original Jean-Francois. Yeah, well, I said that I don't think the hat cost that at all. I bet she just said it. No, I'm sure it's true, Aunt Effie. Vivian regulates everything, and well. I'm sure she even has her budget organized so she can afford $35 hats. How's your foot been today? Well, that's another thing. I stopped into the doctor, and uh, he, he wasn't sure that I got all the grape splinters out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've got to come back, and uh, if it bothers me, he said, and take x-rays. So that'll be a doctor's bill on top of everything uh, else. Honestly, yeah. really. Just... Well, you're not in fa favor with your mother right now, young man. Well, I don't that. see how Bobby could have done it. He's not strong enough. It was just lace. All he had to do was pull, and I know oh. the dog was outside. Well, we've got to put some gates around so that child cannot go from room to room. That's all it Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'll get some oh, tomorrow. So well, got to say one thing for our son. He's got good taste in hats. Yeah. He, he picked the expensive one. <laughs> oh, it's not funny. Here I am trying to get money to go to Europe, and I just hand over $35 to Vivian. Oh, I know, dear. Oh, I know, but what else could you do? No, no, now your mother is right. It isn't funny. And when your wife buys a $35 hat, it'll be even less funny. Yeah. All right, you wait and see, y'all. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce and is produced by Walter Hart.